This is the Outer Rim Job. guys it's been a minute welcome back on rim job episode 12 on today's episode we are going to go to the glory hole and there we're going to touch on the two new ships that were uh, spoiled at gen con which we were all at besides um alpha matt but he's here um we're going to do rebellion in the rim we're going to touch on that stuff uh brian picked it up at gen con it's still not released yet. I think it's coming out in like a month or something like that. Is that yeah, true? I think I heard Eventually. August sometime. August sometime. Okay, so later in August. But they did an early release, so. Right. And there's other spoilers out there. So. There, yeah. So you just deal with it. If you don't like it, <laughs> turn the fucking episode off. All right, and then we're going to go to How My Rib Tastes. We're going to talk about the Gen Con tourney. And from there, we'll go down to Current Hole, but not my bottom bitch. We'll talk about the other stuff we did at Gen Con. It's a pretty big Gen Con episode, I guess. Um, Dane is missing. He's sick. He's got a baby bitch cough. He's got a, he's got a, he's got a mother his lungs or something. I don't know. But on today's episode, we do have Brian. What's up? Matt Prime. Yo. Alpha Matt. Hey guys. And I'm Bill. All right. On with the episode. The Emperor's made a critical error and the time for our attack has come. All right, welcome into the glory hall. And here we are going to talk about the brand new, two brand new ships that popped up at Gen Con. This is pretty big news because not only are there two new ships, it's just more um, evidence that uh, FFG still gives a shit about Armada, which is pretty big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they are the Starhawk and the Onager. Me personally, I didn't know what the fuck the Starhawk was. I never, I, it's apparently in the Aftermath books, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, the ones that are not good. <laughs> <laughs> is it the one that's not good? Is it the one with Leia and talking about the. Um, no, uh, that's. No, that's. Bloodlines. Um, bloodlines? What's that called? What's that called? Bloodlines. Yeah, it's, Bloodlines. Yeah. Yeah, that was fucking awful. So the. The other ones to me were even worse. Really? Did so you read thought, the one? I have the first aftermath, and I just couldn't. It's like, it's like reading a twelve-year-old like talk. Yeah. I, I thought the first one was really bad, but I thought they kind of picked up towards the end. Um, I still wouldn't say they're great. But I got like halfway through. So the so the Starhawk is from the Battle of Jakku, right? And it's like one of three. Brand three new ships, them, three, three brand new Starhawks. That, that, the last SSD. Yeah, the last SSD, right? It like it like drags it down to the planet with a a super yeah. um tractor beam thing. Sure. Yep. Okay. Uh, I can pull it up real quick. Yeah, the only thing they really spoiled are the uh, the two new admirals, right? Yeah, they talked about like the defense tokens a little bit. I'm not specifically like yeah. it can spend a non scatter. Yeah, there's a new defense token that looks like it's some kind of counter mechanic. I'm trying to pull it up. My computer's being real slow. By the way, guys, if this sounds slightly funky, it's because uh, myself, Prime, and Brian are in the same room, but Alpha is remoting in. We're using a new um, way to record with Discord and this program, which we're hoping sounds way fucking better than what we've been doing before. So let us know if this sounds any better. To you Clearly, guys. we were super prepared. 
Yeah. We... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right. So while Brian looks that up, the other ship that was uh, brought up was the Onager. And that looks like some sort of like artillery ship. It's got a really funky look to it. It's got like a tomahawk type front. Actually, it looks like a tomahawk. If you put it on the side, it just it looks exactly look, like yeah, a tomahawk. Or like a like a beefed up like Ned B, Ned B almost. No, bit. that's the Starhawk. Oh no! Oh yeah. I'm talking about the Onager. Oh, the Onager. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, the Onager actually looks exactly like a tomahawk. If you or just a hammerhead shark. Or a hammerhead shark. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd, okay. That'd be good Here analogy. we go. Got it pulled up. All right. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, uh, I did put pics up on our Facebook page if you're following us on there. Okay. Oh, they are, they're sexy. Oh, that's oh. right. Yeah, you you took pics of them at Gen Con. I did. So for Krista Agate, is that how you say that? I think it's agate. It's like a oh, it's like Kier- a mineral Kierstel? or a rock or some shit. All right. So her, she's twenty points. Uh, which is the is it the cheapest one? No, Dodonna's twenty. Okay. So, so she ties. After you deploy, gain one non-scattered defense token. During your spend defense token step, if your speed is not zero, you may discard one defense token to resolve the effect of that defense token. You cannot resolve the effect of each type of defense token more than once per attack. So to me, this says like if you get something locked out with an accuracy you can just discard it to bypass accuracy. Yeah, you're going to spend it no matter what. Yeah, That seems pretty fucking cool to me. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Plus it just gets you an extra defense token. Yep, and it adds another defense token to your, to whatever your defense token suite is. So like that's for anything. I mean like uh, MC80, just, you know, assault type. Yeah. You can add a second brace. Have two braces, two redirects, and a contain. Or your liberty, you can add two reader another redirect. Yeah. Or or third brace. Or third <laughs> brace. Get really silly with it. Um, and then you know how FFG likes to put the new cards in a pile so you can see what things say, but you can't see Right. You know what they are. Uh, there's two title cards. One says Amity, Amity, I don't know, it's blurry. Uh, and I think one says Unity, and then there's one where half of it's obscured. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so so in the book, I think there were three Starhawks, and they were the Amity, the Concord, and the Unity. Okay, so that's Concord, probably what the three titles you, you are. You can see like Conco. Yeah, and then it looks like Kirsta Agate. We said, yeah, yeah Agate. I think Agate. Uh, it looks like she comes in an officer card as well. <clears throat> Something to do with red or blue crits. They it's, did a real good job of making these blurry. Yeah, no, man, you can really see just enough to get a tease, but not enough to actually get anything. There's out of uh, it. another guy. Is that? It says. Does that say wedge? I think it says wedge. He's another crew, and then there's like a um, a weapons team offensive retrofit card, um, and then there's a card called heavy fire zone. Uh, but it's it's I can't read that on my computer. I I'm not gonna try to speculate what these are currently anyways that's that's everything that's shown with the starhawk and it looks like there's a new type of defense token and it comes with five of them okay yeah if they're introducing a new type of defense token i'd think that they would have some way to get it on older ships i mean well this is also you know the ffg spread and you know they just kind of they've 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 thrown just random shit in those pictures before though too yeah I just I can't yeah, think there could of just be some why else there. it would have five of these new defense tokens. 
So there's a there's a redirect, a brace, a contain, an evade, and then five of these new defense tokens. Do we know what it says? I actually didn't read this article because <laughs> I was I was in the tournament. Oh, it's called a salvo, and it lets you perform an attack after the resolve damage step of an attack, returning your assailant's fire shot for shot. So that's kind of cool. That's pretty sweet. Makes me think of like old pirate ships coming up and like broadsiding each other, you know, some Jack Sparrow shit. It makes it inter- very interesting for the activation game too. Like if you're just running a couple ships and that's kind of a sucky part of the game where you're just sitting there forever while while Fuckboy is doing his like five to six more fucking activations while you just right. sit there. At least you get to do something. At least you get to do something. You can start shooting back now as they shoot you. That'd be crazy, dude. That'd um, be pretty cool. We'll see what else it does. And I um, bet if they've got five tokens, I bet they'll somehow make it available for older ships too. Can you imagine like shooting an ISD and then taking back that that front shot again like <laughs> yeah you just don't get in the front <laughs> yeah that, that'd be a problem i don't know I don't, we'll, we'll have to see what it says right uh, anyways that's that's pretty much all that's in this article for the starhawk what did it say about the onager did it, for uh, the onager it says do you guys uh, know where this came from i have never heard of this thing before um so i think i saw something it was in like an art book I think somebody said it was in, like, the Rebel Files. Yeah, like some kind of, like, extended universe canon, oh, like, okay. encyclopedia yeah. type thing. Hmm. Yeah, it is canon under the, the new Disney regime, so it's it's legit. Hmm. So for this one, it's showing a redirect, a brace, and three salvo tokens. Uh, the cards, it looks like it says General Ramadi. While a friendly ship is attacking a ship, if the attack is obstructed by a ship or obstacle... I think they actually previewed it. You can pull oh, it up, but you, okay. you don't have to try and squid and read it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I don't think they uh, previewed this one. Uh, I see it. It's, while a friendly ship is attacking a ship, if the attack is obstructed by a ship or obstacle, the attacker does not remove a die, even if the attack is also obstructed by a card effect, and may add one red die to the attack pool. So that just does the opposite of an obstruction. Yep. Okay. Unless you have a card effect, like uh, Kraken is the one that's jumping to mind. Okay. But it's saying he he ignores card effects? Yeah, unless you're also shooting through an obstacle. Okay. Okay, so it would have to be obstructed by the ship or obstacle. But if you just had, like, Kraken by himself, he would still get to use his ability. Yeah, that's how I read it, too. Okay. He's still obstructed. So it doesn't totally shit on Kraken? No. Because otherwise he'd be totally neutered against this card. Yeah. Oh, okay. yep. oh yeah, because, you know, you, you really need to nerf that Kraken, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's been a problem lately. Right. They're, they're coming for Garm next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we're not uh, careful to come for Tag after that. Yeah. And then the other card that they spoiled all the way is Commander Beck. Uh, it says, during your activation, you may resolve a command as if you had spent a command token. If you do, gain one raid token of the matching type. You may resolve this effect twice per activation. So you hmm. get free commands, but the drawback, well, free tokens, but the drawback is you get the raids for them. Hmm. So it could be like during a clutch turn, you get that nav token that you need, but then. 
you're screwed next round, and you can't nav. You got to clear that raid token. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It says you can do it twice. So maybe if you're really hurting, like your ISDs out there, mm-hmm. and it's burning, you can maybe, have a quick engineering. Maybe yeah, pull up a shield. Get an engineering and, and a nav to yeah. get away. Yeah, do both. But then if that doesn't work, like you're you're screwed. If you haven't gotten out of range by then, yeah, then you're right. um, you're gonna take it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. So um, the the card spread is just clear enough that you can make out some pretty interesting things in a couple of the cards that aren't fully spoiled. FFG was really cruel with this one. There's It looks like there's a title card for the Onager uh-huh. called the Rake something. And then it, sa- it looks like it says, well, exe, so executing. And then it very clearly says on the second line, a zero speed maneuver or zero speed main probably maneuver. So... Who knows how that's going to work? That's pretty interesting. Oh, something that goes speed zero now. Like, yeah. does something at speed zero. Yeah, and oh. it says it gains gains a yaw. So, I, I don't know. It's, it's incomplete, but it, that's pretty uh, I wonder, intriguing. I don't know. Maybe there's something that you can, like, finagle it with an interdictor with the grab well or something. I, I that makes know. sense. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. In the text of the article, though, it does say that this ship can perform ignition attacks beyond long range, keeping its crew safe while still wrecking havoc on enemy forces. So that that's huge. Um, so that's going to be a new mechanic in the game then, too, where it's something is shooting beyond the range ruler. I wonder if it's going to work like X-Wing Epic ships, where they had like that double range ruler. You guys probably all don't know. Uh, I have no idea. Alpha, you might know. I don't know. So, like, <laughs> so in, in X Wing, because the range rulers are basically the same, right? You have yeah, close, yeah. medium, long. Um, for the epic ships, the the long, they, it came with two range rulers that would clip together. So on oh yeah, one, the epic ships. Yeah, yeah. On one long range, and on the other one, close range would overlap, so you get an extra two ranges. Yeah. So the next wing range goes from one to three. So the epic length ruler just takes it up to four and five. So yeah. maybe it's something and, like that. I mean, that. there's a precedent for that, so I'm sure that's how it would work. But we'll see. I mean, it's. What well, What was the release dates for this? The day they, they said so. quarter four this year. Okay, so. So following the ISD release schedule, we'll get this next Gen Con. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> possibly. I don't know. Speaking of that, though, like, we just got inundated with a lot of new shit, like, over the past week. Yeah. Outer the outer yeah. rim job, re- rebellion in the your rim job. And, and, uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's outer rebellion in the rim job. Outer rebellion in the rim I have yeah. a rebellion Ooh, in my rim job know. fucking daily. I don't know. I think on, but the that's Discord, on the Discord they call it Rebellion in the Outer Rim Job. Rebellion in the Outer Rim Job? Yeah. Eh, that's actually, I'm fine with that. Rebellion in the Outer Rim Job and then uh, the SSD all dropping in like a week. Like there is a shitload of content out now, guys. And then two new ships after this, it's like, yeah. the fuck are we going to do for the next and, six months? And Clone Wars. Holy shit. Clone War, we know Clone Wars is coming to Armada too. That's almost certainly not happening till next year. Cause like that, that's not we haven't even heard nothing. So yeah, it sounds like the next thing are these two ships and then Clone Wars. Next I could year. see that being next Gen Con, maybe. Think oh, it's yeah. that far out? Yeah, oh, yeah, it might be. Might be that far out. That's pretty far out. 
Far out. It's far <laughs> fucking <laughs> out, man. It makes me think of that uh, the Mr. Handy from Fallout 4. That oh. just goes around. He's like, <laughs> far out. Far out. Yeah, that uh, when, you, when you find like that little settlement far where they're like just growing shit. They're clearly growing weed at the settlement. Like, yeah. <laughs> far out, man. Far I used to take that settlement all the time and like have to clean the fucking place up. It was like a mess. Bodies everywhere and shit. Hippies are dirty. They are disgusting little animals, man. Disgusting hippie animals. Anyway, so yeah, a lot of that stuff. So not much else to really talk about the Starhawk and Onager because we don't really know anything else. There's just else. the one article. Yeah, just the one article. Oh, they did. Uh, they they're both. They're both. Though. They're both clearly large ships yeah. too. Well, yeah, they they did show them at. The physical models. Yeah, we saw the physical yeah. model. They're both on large ship bases. Yep. I Those actually, models look fantastic. They I think look they look sweet. cool. I didn't get to see it in person. They look great. Uh, One thing I did read about, I don't know who posted, but it was like the Starhawk is like um, built from parts of like Imperial ships. It was like the first ship built by the New Republic or something like that. And when you zoom in on the model, you can see like uh, a Star Destroyer like... Um, uh, the uh, what do they call the like, shield thing? Yeah, the shield bubble thing is on the side. Okay, you can tell the thing has been like cobbled together from other shit, <laughs> which I think makes it kind of look neat. Yeah. So I wonder if we're also going to move into sequel trilogy stuff too, if they're moving forward one way. Yeah, you're right. They could go that way. Maybe I don't know, but with Clone Wars coming up, who knows if they got enough design time and space to like right, right, you know, jut out into two different directions. Well, they did it with X Wing. That's true. And it just seems to be whatever happens in X-Wing happens in Armada. Yeah, it follows. It follows years years later, but yeah, it follows. Yeah, and this new movie that's coming out this uh, winter may really flesh out the uh, the factions. Hopefully. I I feel like there hasn't really been... We got to see, what, two new ships in The Last Jedi? For... Three or four, I think. Two, two, like, per faction. The three Resistance ships, and then the uh, the two... Well, the supremacy technically, and technically the Space yeah. battles haven't really done much in the sequel trilogy so no. far. So. No. So, stick in here in the glory hole, because you want to stick in a glory hole as long as you possibly fucking can. We'll, uh, we're going to touch on Rebellion in the, in the Outer... Rebellion in My Outer Rim. Right. Where um, Brian's got the box. Outer We've, Rebellion Rim job. <laughs> <laughs> How many different ways can we say these six words? <laughs> Just give it time. I'll keep working on it. I'm gonna workshop it over here. So there's there's a fuck ton of cards. I don't know what we if we want. We don't want to deep dive. So what we have talked about some internal discussion here, guys, is we're gonna we will do some deep dives on this, and we we might try to do some finally get some uh, videos up on how to do these objectives because there's these objectives. These objectives are fucking wordy. There's twelve new. Tournament legal objectives in the box. And they're very wordy and they're a little confusing when you first read them. They're not super easy to track like right away. And I think that could be, I think it would take a few games to like actually understand how these run. So I think we're going to try to do some videos or at least uh, through the podcast, deep dive, talk about them later. For now, we're just going to touch on them. I think at the very least we can promise blurry pictures. Yes. We're, yeah. we're gonna FFG yeah. you guys. We're gonna yeah. we'll, we'll blurry picture the whole thing. Yeah, as, as you struggle <laughs> to figure out what the fuck we're doing. I'll record it on my Motorola Razor. Three fifty p. That's gonna be tight, <laughs> <laughs> fellas. How many beers? Right. How many beers for that Razor? 
So anyway, all right, what 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 do we want to talk about? Well, with this thing, there's just um, a lot of stuff in this box. It's going to take so a little much. while to process how this is going to affect the meta. Absolutely, and I think there's things in here. Hey, uh, VSD fans, Joe, if you're listening, <laughs> you get listening. you got you got your ship, buddy. You got yeah. your arrow. All right, arrow. Say One it. Of them. What's arrow? Let's talk about Harrow for real quick. All right, new title. So for three points, you gain one additional support team icon in your upgrade bar. Engine techs. Yep, basically. Yep. Uh, when you execute a speed one maneuver during your determined course step, you may change your first yaw value to two clicks until the end of your activation. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so this thing, will, I mean, with a nav command. And Jerry, oh. you get double click, double click, double click if you engine tech. Yep, you could you could be just fucking hand breaking all over the board with this this little bitch. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that's that's tight. I mean, that's super fucking interesting. It is unique, and it's only one. So your dream of uh, running four VSDs that are super maneuverable is not going to be realized. But at least one of one of the VSDs of will be. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to see this in a lot of lists. I think so, especially you pop engine techs in this thing, and like uh, the the range uh, the uh, the VSD one. You can make a real brawler out of that bitch, and now it can get in people's face, and they can't escape it if you set it up correctly. Right? Yeah, yeah. You can really. You know, it might even make. Um, what's the the reinforcement one? The yellow objective where you get to deploy your hyperspace ship. Assault. Hyperspace assault. Hyperspace assault. Ooh. Yeah. So, like, I always thought a VSD was a cool ship for hyperspace assault because it has so many like black dice yeah but going speed two you just always get away but maybe now you can deploy at speed three essentially yeah that might it might change that a little bit we'll see we'll have to get that on the yeah. table we'll see how it goes it's probably still a shit objective but oh it's always it's gonna be always a shit objective i think yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see one other upgrade in there that caught my eye that i i thought was cool is there's one where it can up your side shields yeah, expert shield tech. Yeah, read that one. Uh, sorry, auxiliary shield team. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's three points. It's a support team. If you take an engineering command or token or whatever, uh, you may treat the maximum shield values on your right and left hull zones as increased by one when you recover or move shields to those zones. If you do, the number of shields in those zones cannot exceed a maximum of four. Um, you know what that 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 um that juice of CR ninety is pretty good. Well, and if you, as long as you wait till turn three, you can have some juiced up sides. It juices a lot of things really good. But yeah. the thing that with the new um, Neb title too, uh, Vanguard, you get a weapons team slot. Yep. And then at the start of the first round, you can replace one of your defense tokens with a redirect. So you can also juice up your neb shields a little bit and be able to redirect to them or away from them it's just another it's probably not as good as cr 90s but i think that upgrade in conjunction with the what was the name of the title uh the expert shield text with vanguard vanguard that's it i'll bet that'll make a neb the pretty pretty interesting like a actually fairly tanky ship yeah because i mean that's the neb's whole issue has always been at side arcs gets pounded in this Vanguard, just, I bet can bang for a bit. But yeah, I bet you run like a few CR nineties with uh, those auxiliary shield teams, and you get two of Akbar. them. 
And it comes with it comes with two of them. So yeah, yeah if you want to run a bunch of them, fucking yeah, I'm flipping through them right now. It looks like all of the non-unique stuff you get two of them. Reserve hangar deck you get three. Prox mines you get three. But everything else you get two. Do we want to talk about those real quick? Proximity mines seem interesting. It's like a, it, now there. That's a whole new thing introduced to the game. Yeah, it's a new token, new interaction, everything. Yeah, they could be like attacked, right? So yeah, it says before deploying fleets, you discard this card, and it's four points. It's an offensive retrofit to place a number of proximity mines equal to half your engineering value rounded down. You can place them anywhere in the play area beyond distance five of enemy ships and distance one of each other. Um, oh, and then when they trigger, it's like a mine. If you add yours, if yeah, you add maneuver it within distance one, you roll, I think it's two blue dice. It's just like that objective card, right? Yeah. And then for any hit or crit that shows up, you're dealt a damage card. Yep. But one, it's one face down for each hit or crit roll. Okay. So it's interesting, but like it's not. I see it more as something like drawing fire away from something that would be shooting you. Like, you don't want to be turn, putting it out there turn one, like in their face. They'll just shoot it and it's gone. Right? What slot does that go in, Brian? Offensive retrofit. Okay. So it's an interesting thing to use. Can they shoot them? Yeah. Yeah, I remember reading in the rules like these proximity mines can be attacked to get rid of them. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's like a fighter. Yeah. You can only shoot one of them. Yeah. That is, yeah. So I think it, I could see it being most interesting as like a diversion almost like well, I think it's give them a hard choice. Be like, right. you're going to run into this bomb, but if you, you, know, you either need to shoot the bomb or shoot me. More times than not, they're going to shoot you because they want to shoot that ship and start burning it down, but that means they won't shoot at the mine and they're going to they're gonna trigger that mine and set it I off. I think it's good for like area control too. <clears throat> Especially with these new objectives, like reading through these, people might start wanting to really consider going second and playing objectives hard. Like, I know that's something yeah. we've, we've talked about in the past, and personally, it's something I like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but with somehow, with how some of these objectives work, like I could see, for instance, taking an interdictor to move everything around and then placing the mines out to just further, you know, complicate the field. In your favor, yeah. To deny area, Joe. To, you know. Yeah, I think some of these objectives are really going to help some of the lists that have been left behind by the old objective suite because, like, fighter lists have had great up or great objectives for a long time, but your large ship fleets, squadronless fleets, they've kind of been left behind. So now you have a lot more options for I those types of fleets. I don't think any of these really benefit fighters either. Most of them detract from fight, like that fucking um, the, yeah. the 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 space worm thing that yeah. uh, eats fighters up pretty good. Yeah. These these stupid fucking looking. I gotta tell you guys, I'm looking at I'm looking at this do- this pergle thing. Like, I wish it was something else because it just looks like a bunch of sperm swimming around. Like, I fucking hated it in the show. I thought like the space whales was dumb as shit, and I remember hearing like the rebels show ended with the space whales bringing the seventh fleet like into. Fuck where I don't know. In the dark space. Oh, that's so it's so fucking stupid. It was bad. Well, it's bad, and the, I mean, but take joy in like when you look at these things, it's it, it's just sperm. It's sperm swimming in blackness. That and one then has the a Fu Manchu. Yeah, and they got Fu Manchu. It's Fu Manchu sporting sperm. And then and then you have the uh, the the space worms. They're basically like space sticks. Yeah, space sticks. Well, that one's from the. That's from Empire. The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. 
I can stomach that one. It's these stupid fucking space sperm that I think are dopey as shit. But whatever, they have an interesting enough mechanic, I guess. I don't know. I haven't messed with it enough to, um, you know, have a completely clear uh, opinion on it. But right, yeah. Initially, hey, I, guys, I think they're done. Yeah. You know what card I'm excited about? Which one? I think Turbo Laser Towers. Oh yeah. That okay. one does look pretty tight. Tell us, tell us about it, Alpha. You may reroll one red die in your attack pool while attacking the first squadron during your activation. You may add two dice of any color to your attack pool. If you do, you cannot declare additional squadron targets for this attack. Seven points. Oh my god, man. <laughs> Imagine adding that on an SSD with like callus and quad laser turrets and the red flak dice. What's the I'll bet that's pretty good. What's the title of the two... Do more Ravager. damage. Just oh, and Ravager. <laughs> and Ravager. Maybe throw Ravager in there and see what see what that looks like. I'll bet it's pretty good. <laughs> I don't. I don't know though. <laughs> I'm just guessing. Something that's interesting about this too is I think you can actually use gunnery teams to get that big shot off against one squadron, and then use your second attack with the gunnery teams to spray the rest of them. Normally. I don't see why you can't. Yeah. As long as you don't attack that same squadron again. Yeah, says, exactly. It says for this attack. I mean. <clears throat> yeah. I think it works. I think it would still go off. Yeah. But man, I mean, that is a that is a pretty fucking outstanding upgrade. That's pretty sweet. I yeah, think it's for another 1.4. Shot. Yeah, for, yeah, I think it's another shot at like squad heavy lists. Right. For squad light lists to try to combat. Man, add Callus in there and stuff. Oof. Pretty, pretty With a re-roll. Yeah. Yep. That's right. What else we what else we see in here? Let's 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 do like two more things. <clears throat> uh do we want to talk about reserve hangar deck? Yeah, sure. There's one. So this one's interesting. It's a three point offensive retrofit. When a non unique squadron with swarm at distance one to five is destroyed, you may discard this card. If you do Set that squadron's hull points to two and place that squadron unengaged at distance one with its activation slider toggled to the activated side. It said non-unique, right? Yes. Okay. But man, like that'll be huge. If I can bring back the the interceptor squad or... Right. If you really want, bring your Z95 back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. TIE Fighters, like, yeah, they can make, like, an endless horde of TIE Because you can put that on multiple ships. Sure. And it's a Some offensive... Some ships can double up. It's not unique. Is it offensive retrofit? Yeah. So anything with double offensive retrofits, you can have two of them and just keep spitting out TIE Fighters or... Could you have two of them, though? Can you not have... Oh, you can't have the same upgrade, the same upgrade twice, on a though. ship, I believe. Maybe. I think that's, like, in the core rules. Sure. Pretty sure. Alright, I was just looking. There's another card that I think is going to have an interesting impact on the squadron game. It's the uh, Advanced Transponder. Oh, that yeah, that one's going to be huge. Yeah, we definitely got to talk about that. Yeah, so it's a modification. And it says, friendly heavy squadrons at distance 1 to 2 prevent engaged squadrons from attacking ships. It's an offensive retrofit, and it's 5 points. Yeah. You Intel bring- counter. Huge intel counter, and you could bring like a swarm of like Y wings and tight bombers. And if they didn't bring fighters, 
Your Y wings and tie bombers get the bomb. Or houndstooth. Or hounds. Yeah, any of that shit. Decimators. Tithe. The rape bands. Rape bands. Bring all your rape bands. Bring your decimators. Um, And then, yeah, you know, it becomes super versatile too. Like I was saying, like if they don't bring, if they don't have a bunch of fighters for you to try to stop, then your guys can go bomb. And if they do, then you've got a nice fighter screen to help your ships out. Yeah. So. The way this works um, with Intel, Intel gives enemy ships heavy, right? Mm-hmm. So it cancels out Intel because it just says friendly heavy squadrons. So you could have a TIE fighter at distance one of your ship and they have a ship with Intel come up and give it heavy, then they can't attack your ship, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Did you just stumble on something here? Because I, <laughs> I think you're blowing my mind a lot. Like I didn't even consider that. Right. Because Intel grants makes something heavy. Heavy, yeah. Yeah. So then you're absolutely right. So then that would trigger that. So I mean, that's not even that's good for just your normal stuff for a normal fighter screen for any screen. Fighter. Yeah. Potentially, you yeah. I mean your opponent has to have Intel. Right. But if and they the don't, big, then it doesn't matter. Well, yeah. If they don't, they're tied up anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, it's like an intel counter. It's yeah, that could really neuter a Thrawn 2 ship, which really wants to get in there, hit something real hard, and get out. Like, if they're tied up with your squadron screen and they can't hit your ships, that then that's a really problem That might be really good at taking a Sloan list. Could be very good at taking a Sloan list. I think the big thing is, too, with the bombers, the Y-wings, and the TIE bombers, they have a lot of hull. Sure. You're just creating, like, a massive amount of hull for them to try to chew through to get to your big ship. But or any do, ship, really. They do also suck countering squads. So, right, you're just gonna end up yeah. being like, okay, well, I'm just bogged down. That's why, you know, hopefully you bring enough ship firepower to compensate for it. I think this would allow for more smaller screen, like, you don't necessarily have to take 134 points of squads to battle 134 points of squads. Yeah, like, you could take up in like the 50, 60, 70 range, maybe, especially if you're just taking Y wings and type bombers. That should be more than enough haul for them to try to chew through that they'll never get through it before you can possibly destroy their shit. Yeah. Although, spoiler alert, we some of the some of the news out of Gen Con though is you can have a medium sized fighter wing and do pretty well with it. Oh, oh, oh. Well, we're going to save that for How My Rim Tastes. Yeah. We're going to get more on that later. More on that later. How none of our rooms taste. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially not mine since uh, I didn't even play. Right. <laughs> um, all right. I, uh, I think we're done. I think that's good. So, nice little light go over. Sure. Um, there are, though, the new objectives and the new squads. Do we want to maybe talk about one of each? Sure. Let's do one of each. Okay. So yeah. I just I just pick some random ones. Okay. Okay. So here, rift assault. This one's real fucking interesting. So the setup is you place it in obstacles as normal, adding the gravity rift. So the gravity rift, what that boy bad boy does is when you put him out there, if you land on it, I believe it does a damage to you, right? Uh, sure. Let's, and then uh, if you're at distance one of it, it drops your speed temporarily by one. So if you think about it, the Grav Rift doesn't need to be your enemy. The Grav Rift can be your friend. You can use that yeah. thing to... You can be effectively at zero without actually being at zero. Yeah, be at speed one once you get into a certain position you like, and so that thing will hold you there. The Grav Rift, if you deploy at one to two of it, 
your speed must be zero. Okay, yep. If you overlap it, your dial gets set to zero. Oh, that's it, yep. Okay. And a ship at distance one to two, um, speed is temporarily reduced by one to a minimum of zero during the determined course step. So okay. it slows you down. Yep, it slows you down. So like Matt said, if you creep up on this thing or go up fast, whatever, how you want to manipulate yourself, as long as you don't overlap it, you could go speed one and hold yourself in position. And that could be really good for long-range shooters or anything that wants to just sit still while still putting it's you know, keeping yourself, keeping your fire down range. And, you know, you can just manipulate it, like jump to, like if you need to turn it all, go to speed two, but you're really only going to speed one. And maybe you got to double click at one. I don't know. And you're just, I, I foresee a lot of interesting manipulations it with your really own speed. You if you get close and you don't, don't get too have close. Any yeah. nav commands. Right. That Especially could, with like yeah. bigger ships. Yeah, that could be a oh, problem. Yeah. So the special rule for this is while a ship is attacking a ship, if the defender is beyond distance one of any obstacles and the defender does not have any objective tokens, or does not have an objective token. The attacker can spend one die with any icon to assign an objective token to the defender. So, while a ship with an objective token is defending, during the resolve attack effects step, the attacker can discard that objective token to change one die to a face with an accuracy or a hit. An icon or one hit icon. It doesn't let you turn it to a double. And no other icons. If the attacker belongs to the second player, it can change one die to a face with any icon. So the second player gets stronger. Uh, you can put your double out there. Then the attacker's owner gains one victory token. At the end of the round, each ship at distance one to two of the gravity rift that is speed one or lower suffers one face down damage card. So that's what, you were that's what I was thinking of, yeah. So the, the gravity rift is like super fucking strong and it's ripping your ship apart. Yeah. And uh, yeah, as you can tell... Super fucking wordy. I read the card. I yeah. knew what it did, and listening to you explain it, I got confused. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it just it just goes on forever and ever. Like you really gotta like work through these things. Yeah, and you get ten points per token that you put on somebody. And that's that's a assault. Objective. It's an assault objective. Yeah, we this one will need like a deep dive. We'll we'll go into yeah. this stuff later. Do do like a squadron. Uh, this one, this one's not squadrons. Uh, let's find. I, th- I think we're just doing one, and then one squadron, and then we're gonna move on. Uh, what about the uh, the new IG eighty eight? Yeah, do the new IG eighty eight. Well, I think wasn't that spoiled in the article? Oh yeah, good point. Do you want to find one? Do you, Do you have them pulled up? Do you have one you want to do, Alpha? Uh, I'm just flipping through them. Well, here, let me read this one while you're looking. Yeah. So Prime's gonna read a, a defense. So, yeah. So asteroid tactics. Hmm. Uh, so set up second player places all obstacles excluding the sta- station, <clears throat> and then when one of the first player's ships or unique squadrons overlaps an as- asteroid field, it may recover one of its non-scatter defense tokens. That token must be exhausted. When one of the second player's ships or unique squadrons overlaps an asteroid field, that obstacle has no effect. And that ship or squadron may recover one of its non-scattered defense tokens or may ready one of its defense tokens. After the start of each squadron phase, after each Exogarth performs attacks, remove each Exogarth obstacle from the play area. Uh, And then end of round, the second player places the two Exogarths, each touching a different obstacle. 
and the exogarths, the uh, the space worms, they perform a. Here, I'll pull it up real quick. Yeah. <clears throat> there you go. Uh, so they attack every squadron at distance one in an anti-squadron attack. It rolls three blue dice. Uh, if a squadron suffers at least one damage from the Exogar's attack, its activation slider is toggled to the activated side, if able. Um, so basically anything within distance one, all squadrons get shot at by this thing. So this can potentially help squadronless fleets. Yeah. Right? And there's no way for you as an opponent to attack an Exogarth. Nope. Right. Yeah, there's no way to attack them. They just happen. Cool. They slide out, perform their attack, and then slide back in. All right. And then you get to ignore all obstacles as the uh, second, second player. player, too. So it's like... Uh, That's tight. Yeah, the navigation one that everyone loves. Tight, tight, tight. Yeah. Tight. All right, Alpha, did you find a squad you want to talk about? I've got a couple. All right. So... Melee Hura is the first one that jumps out at me. It's a mm-hmm. Skurg, so same as Nim, and it looks like the stats are the same as Nim. Speed 3, 6 hull, um, red, blue, anti-squadron, blue, blue, anti-ship, and it's a bomber with grit. And its special ability is once per activation, while a friendly ship is attacking a ship at distance, one of you and you are engaged by one or fewer squadrons, the attacker may spend one die to change one die to a face with a crit icon. So it's kind of like a screed effect. So she's like Jonas screed. Yeah. Cool. Could be good with the Sato list. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Probably an auto-include. I feel if you're able to manipulate dice, Sato needs all the help he can get. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's fine. Maybe it actually makes she'll make Sato like viable on some level. There's probably still much too much going on with that though. Possibly. How many points is she? Uh twenty six, so kinda pricey. Yeah, she ain't cheap. Yeah. She ain't cheap at all. What was but the other one? Really good ability. Uh Morello Eval, uh, in a YV six six six. So I think it's the same as Bosk. Yep, the very well, bad. Maybe not. Uh, speed three, seven hall. Two blue, two black squadron. Two blue against a ship. It's got grit. It's got rogue. A single brace. And its special ability is an objective token at distance one to two. And not on an obstacle that's moved or removed from the play area. You may move up to distance one and attack as if you were activated. So uh, that looks real situational. But if you've got the right objectives in your fleet, uh, you might be able to abuse that. Especially if you've got uh, strategic and you're able to move those around. Yeah. Yeah, that's real fucking interesting. Or even as first player, that could help you too. Yeah. You know, yeah. To uh, say, for example, like hyperspace assault, you put them by a token and your opponent moves it. Oh, yeah. As a counter to that, yeah. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. All right, so that's some Rebellion in the Rim stuff we touched on. Uh, from here, we are going to go into how my rim tastes. <laughs> Dear God, what the heck is a rim job? Oh, why, that's when you put your legs behind your head and have someone lick your ass. I can taste it. It's the 
Here we're tasting rim, and in here we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna talk about uh, Brian and Pro- Matt Prime's experience at the Gen Con tourney. We're not talking about I was at Gen Con. Uh, we're not talking about mine because I didn't play in the tournament. Um, leading up to it, I was just burnt out, and I did not feel like playing fucking Armada at the tournament. I was figuring I knew I was gonna we were gonna see the same just I don't know. Like morass of bullshit, like slow, and not necessarily that this is bullshit, but like Thrawn two ship, Sloan two ship. Price. Well, it was a year and a half between releases. Yeah, it's just been given so how long. much we travel mm-hmm. to tournaments and stuff. Like yeah. after after I talked about it with you, I was kind of feeling the same way. Yeah, like after thinking about it, because um, it was like worlds, two Gen Cons, like two three regionals, all that stuff. Yep, with nothing changing, mm-hmm. like. I mean, it was essentially the third Gen Con in a row with the same ships. Yep. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it really was. And I just, I wasn't feeling it. I was just, I was bored with it. I went and played the Song Ice and Fire instead and did some other stuff. Um, Not that I'm getting out of Armada at all. It's just, I just, yeah, I was burnt. Like, I I just didn't feel like playing because I knew what I was going to see and I wasn't wrong. Because you guys saw all that shit yep. that yeah. I thought we were going to see there. And I'm like, you know what? I'm glad I didn't play. Like, I just didn't feel like it. I didn't feel like dealing with it. Uh, Dane played as well. Dane has a very interesting story. Dane did pretty well. But um, I'm going to see if Dane can tell it next time he's on. Uh, Alpha didn't make the trip down. So uh, nope. this is really just going to be uh, Brian and Matt primetime. Because me and Alpha really have nothing to say about this. So go ahead, guys. Uh, I'll go first. I'll keep mine quick. Um, so I brought a squadron list, list. I had a Simon, three Architons, and a Ghazani Assault. Um, and I was basically just had like red dice manipulation with Mahdi as my admiral. Um, I ended up losing all three games. Uh, that being said, I do feel like they were close. Um... Highlights, I guess, or like things that stuck out. One of the guys I played had uh, Aspiration List and then a CR90 with um, Projection Experts. So his MC75 was just totally loaded up with shields. I actually got rid of all of the shields that he was putting on it and six damage cards. So I had three hull left. Uh, but with my Architons and everything, I wasn't able to, to kill it. Um, and then he had some squads that made short work of my sign room. Um, and that was, that was one of the ones where like, I feel like we both played really well and the way things went, it just went more in his favor. Um, another thing about that game is the way I was maneuvering with this, with the Architons, I was really trying to go for like double arcs and he was able to get out of them with the MC 75. Um, like within half an inch, like super, super close at long range, you know? Um, and I think any other ship probably wouldn't have been able to do it. Um, maybe that was my fault for underestimating the maneuverability of the MC-75 a little bit there. Um, yeah. Speed three. and Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's, uh, it moves nice. Yeah, that's, those are the highlights. That was also my last game, so it probably sticks out the most. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I was just kind of there to 
to have fun and, and just play Armada. There were a couple times where I thought about dropping just because there's so much going on at Gen Con and I wanted to go do other things. So I, I stuck it out for three rounds, dropped for the fourth. Um, I mean, I, I had a good time, but I also wasn't super invested in it. Uh, I got to say, I think all my opponents were really cool, um, which is always good, you know. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, just looking forward to next year where there's like going to be a shake-up and we can try out new things. Oh, yeah. There'll be a lot of shakeup by next oh, year. Oh, yeah, a ton. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Any? Yeah. Who? Who? What were you? Do you remember your opponents' names? Um, I don't. That's I, okay. I didn't write any of it down. I was really just kind of there just to fuck around and play Armada. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just got the cards and the damage deck. Which is nice. The new damage deck is cool. We got yeah. that at Adapticon, and that was yeah. yeah. The new damage deck is really nice, actually. Altar damage decks are. They're sweet. Yeah, they are. Um, it's a nice little thing. And I hope FFG continues to do stuff like that. How, yeah, how was the prize support, by the way? Like, what did they hand out? Um, So, I got some... Uh, I got the Interdictor card and the MC30 card. Okay. Um, I didn't even look at them. I don't know what variants <laughs> they are. Cause, uh, um, they're the two you... It's the Torpedo and the Suppression. Okay. Okay. So, the two you actually play. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I wasn't super into the prize support. Uh, some people think it's like bitchy to complain about that, but I feel like you pay for it, and it should be something you like want to win for. Sure. I mean, yeah, you want to play the games to play the games too, but like the reason you're going to a tournament is to like win shit. I feel like on some level, yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, that was another reason why I kind of just fucked around and didn't really like do too much. You know, I, I didn't bring like a a super competitive list. You know, I didn't bring two ship or anything like that. I didn't get sweaty or try hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's kind of yeah. disappointing that they uh, they did away with dice. Kind of, they're kind of going away from it. Well, yeah. Part of the thing though too is they had all their the whole shakeup of their OP program. They like they brought in a new head of it, and there's a lot of they shit were going shaking on everything up. It's, so it's just it could have just been they might have been coasting just a little bit. It's in a weird spot for sure. Yeah. But, um, I mean, yeah, you know, you, it's it's cool going to tournaments because, like, especially once you start traveling and, like, going to Gen Con for years and years and, like, going to Worlds a couple years in a row. Like, you meet guys and you remember them. So it's, it's cool to see, like, people that you became friends with and mm-hmm. you just check in and see how they're, how they're doing and, you yep. know, shoot the shit. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I just, just played some Armada, had some fun, didn't do great, had some close games. Um, and didn't do well but that's all right because like i said i was just there to fuck around basically sweet yeah matt prime yeah uh, let's see so i took double quasars with jurgerod look at this brave motherfucker over here yeah <laughs> i took uh let's see i had merrick three defenders rhymer and five bombers and then a kitted out demo Yeah, I uh, I went. Let's see, one in three in my games. Let's see, first one I played Evan, local guy who had Sloan. Which going in, I knew I was gonna have a problem with like Sloan or Riken Aces. Mm-hmm. I ended up playing three of them. The two main <clears throat> meta lists that yeah, you, yeah. you should just assume you're gonna. Play. Yeah, I yeah. we were talking. We were I was talking about with Brian. We were doing a tournament like a month or so ago. 
and we were talking like, do you really want to t- take something serious or just take something fun? Yeah. And I was on the fence. I almost took something fun, and I was like, nah, I'll, I'll go with this. I don't have a problem with it, but hopefully I won't hit, catch those bad matchups, but I did. That'll happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I lost against Evan. Then I faced uh, Mati Dual ISD and took them both down. That was satisfying. Tight. That's cool. Uh, I played... Let's see. I, then I played a, a slow net list from the uh, the Worlds. Mm-hmm. With the uh, the quasar and the Senecor. Okay. Yeah, we just kind of uh, we set up opposite corners and kind of turned. And I was first player, so I got in a position where I was about to like jump him. Mm-hmm. So then he sent his fighters in, and we kind of mixed up our fighters, and then I just still ended up just losing a five. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and at that point, I was at like nineteen tournament points. I was upper teens, so I needed a big win if I had want to have any kind of a shot. And then I faced a Rikinaces list, and <laughs> yeah, fell apart from there. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that'll happen. The worst part was it came down to well, I played it poorly, and I got the jump on him. <laughs> Playing poorly will uh, lose you more games than. <laughs> Yeah, that's, so, yeah. that's a sage, sage advice. Yeah. Sage statement right there. Fucking Luke Skywalker Dude. tied up all of my my whole bomber wing, basically. Yeah? And survived the round with one health. Yeah, motherfucker. So the next round, I would kill him, but he's going to Riken him, and he's going to tie down all my bombers for at least and another And he's going to sit there for an yeah. entire fucking round. Yeah. yeah. That's obnoxious. It wasn't fun. Did the guy you play have, like, glasses and long hair and a goatee? Yes. That's who I played Ryan. I'm pretty sure yeah, you yeah. played him, yeah. Yeah, talking about Reikin, it makes me remember. I tried to I tried to six five him and not engage, and then round six he was able to get some shit. He, I think he killed two Architons, but then he flew a CR ninety off the board. And he yeah. ended up winning the six five. But yeah, no that dude just I told him, I was like, looking at Riken, I'm like, no, I'm not doing this. <laughs> yeah. It was the last round one. I was like, "Fuck this!" Yeah, it was the last round, and I needed like a big win. So I said, "I figured, fuck it, I'm gonna engage." Yeah, I mean, you got to do that. Yeah, at that point, if it was like round or two, if it was round or two, like one or two, I just totally would have disengaged and just played for the five. Got to risk it to get that biscuit. But yeah, you, you gotta do, risk it. and I lost. <laughs> so what were your takeaways from the tournament, Matt? Anything profound or? Not really. I, like you said, it's just been the same shit we've been seeing for the last year or so. Yeah. More or less. Um, you know what, though? We did see some weird stuff. Like, the winning list was very strange. And I feel like that's probably a symptom of other people feeling the same way that we feel. Of, yeah. of just being like, dude, fuck two shit, fuck, you know, Riken, like... Yeah. We were talking about on the way back, the top eight was the only duplicate ad one was Riken, but all the lists were different. <clears throat> Which is very fucking interesting, yeah, because uh, Garm, Bell, Iblis won, won Gen Con. Yeah. More specifically, uh, Schmitty, one of the guys is Steel Squadron. Did I say that right? Steel Squadron? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah Steel Squadron with uh, Biggs and stuff over there. He won, which is cool. Um, Schmitty's a good dude. So I'm, kinda, I'm glad that he won. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I was like I said, I was pretty disconnected from all of it. Like I didn't know any of this until like yeah. the next day or some shit. Like I was doing my own thing. But uh, yeah, what what are your thoughts on it, Alpha? Yeah, just uh, the fact that we saw some weird stuff. Like despite the fact that things have been a little bit stale, like Dane's list was pretty strange, and he did pretty well with it. Yeah, the fact that he took a double dick list. Yeah, <laughs> made it to the finals. Like, yeah, yeah. The fact that he took like a double dick list at all because it feels he plays just exclusively rebel. Yeah, pretty that's, much every time I see him, he's got. That's like, true. Yeah, yeah. He he had a little something extra that I think mm-hmm. was helping him win his games. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, we'll, we'll let we'll let Dane tell you guys. We'll about let Dane that. tell you. I don't want to. I don't want to steal his thunder. You know. Yeah. No. I he's um. I don't. I don't want to neuter his speech. <laughs> And Dane has a whole story that goes along with this Gen Con and how he placed and why and what happened. So we'll try to let him tell it. Hopefully he records something here this week. I think we're going to try to do something. I don't know, but um, it would have to be separate. I don't know how we're going to... We'll figure it out. Whatever. We'll, we'll, t- we'll talk about that behind the scenes. <clears throat> so, yeah, and then me personally, like my uh, observations now that you guys have talked about it and looking at it on the outside... Uh, I think it's awesome that, like, a random Garm Bellibus list won. But at the same time, I mean, it sounds like there was tons of, you know, two-ship and Riken. Um, but, More man, you, around. I, I, will, I will say this, guys. Like, with the introduction of the SSD and all the stuff with the Rebellion in the Rim, things are going to look a lot different going forward. In that... I don't know if those lists are going to do so well anymore, the Riken and the two-ship. Two I think on some level they will, but they're no longer going to be the top staple, I think. I think it's going to be, hopefully, uh, extremely varied. And speaking of the SSD, did you guys pick yours up yet? Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I, I picked mine up today. <laughs> I haven't taken it out of the box yet, but I picked it up today. That's a hell of a model. It, yeah. That thing's oh, really beautiful. big. I yeah, it looks up- great. It's substantial. Yeah, I saw Christians. After what he did, because he touched it up, he put a little uh, Tristan. Tristan, yes, yep. yeah. Hey. Of, uh, do you? I mean, you, if you're a loyal listener, you should know who Tristan. Is. Yeah, Tristan was on the first <clears throat> couple episodes or something like that. Um, he essentially just did null oil to the superstructure part, I think, or the, the, ci- city, structure, the city structure the part. Yeah. Um, and it looks way better. Yeah. Like the model I, looks cool, guys. Yeah. Just throw like because it's already painted. You don't actually need to prime it. Right. Uh, I afterwards, me personally, I would go over with a matte varnish just to make sure it doesn't start chipping away and stuff. But like, fucking put the slather known oil all over the city structure part, and it'll look amazing. It looks really. It, it good. looks way better once you do that, and it already looks pretty cool. But I feel like they should have done that to begin with, and maybe they just decided not to and said fucking ship it. In its current state, you know, it was delayed enough as it was. You exactly, know, those that. little Asian kids' hands were already so raw. From <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't hold the fucking paintbrush. Yeah, they were they were starting to get like almost rigor mortis in their hands. Actually, from fucking I, uh, so much. I heard there was a dude in Indiana that cracked his SSD open to put the LEDs in it, and there was a little note that said, "Help save us." <laughs> <laughs> That's, that, that's all hearsay. Uh, we don't have an official comment for FFG. No. And most, you know, honestly, we can't be bothered to help, right? <laughs> We're too busy enjoying our plastic toys over here. Don't have time for you, small child. Sorry. 
So anyway, uh, yeah, the SSD, that looks pretty cool. Um, I think that's going to be a big part of screwing with things going forward. Um, it's not like this undead massive battleship, I think maybe some people perceive it to be. I, I think it could be taken down. I think we need to talk about that in the next episode. Yeah. SSD like, tactics. And how to deal with it and yeah. stuff. And you know what to cool? do with it. Yeah. Because uh, Nova's coming up here in a couple of weeks, and it'll be legal for that. Yep, that'll so be interesting to see what comes we out of there. Hopefully we like a battle, bat rep report. And Canadian Nationals are the same weekend. So Canadian Nationals is going to have so SSDs there too, yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting having the same level tournament happening the same weekend. Because mm-hmm. then there won't be any like ripple effect. True. Going on in the next one. Oh, yep. yeah. That's so. right. Or at least over here, I mean, across the pond. I mean, the Europeans are crazy, though, so they do whatever they want anyway. Right. Yeah, they do some random shit over like there. Like a fucking 32 Gazzani. Fucking Luftwaffe. Blitzkrieg. The Blitzkrieg Luftwaffe list. I am the world champion. Don't talk to me that way. <laughs> All right. So I think that's... Uh, 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 Alpha, by the way, have you played any Armada? Or have you messed with the SSD yet or what? Um, so I had a game last week against the SSD. Um, I managed to take it down basically with a, a list that I designed, um, a Rebel list with two MC75s, thinking, you know, going forward, this is the first new thing that's come out in like a year and a half. So they're going to be on every table. There's probably mm-hmm. going to be two of them on a lot of tables. So, uh, you know, I figure what's the counter. So, um Yeah. That's why I experimented with two MC75s, did the trick, took it down in round five, I think. With what admiral? Uh, I used Riken just to make sure I got one attack off with right. uh, one that's probably going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're, you're getting that double arc off pretty inconsistently, so it can put the hurt on an SSD. Mm-hmm. Worked pretty well. Right. Nice. Nice. All right, cool. All right, so from there, we are going to go to current hold but not my bottom bitch and talk about some of the other things we did at Gen Con and just general impressions. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this because I feel like we've... How long have we been recording for? About an hour. That's it? Yeah. It feels like three. (laughs) That's that's the beers. (laughs) It's the beers. All right, so we're going to move over there, talk about some other shit we're doing, and then we're going to wrap this episode up. Underground railroad shit going on outside my house. What's up with those lanterns? What the fuck? <laughs> Sojourner Truth taking them fucking north, I guess. What is going on? It's like some old whale fat lanterns that were. Yeah, that was really random. So fucking. And Brian lives in like a we're at Brian's house, and he's like in like a subdivision. That's <laughs> just weird. That was very weird. What the fuck was that? I think some colonials are gonna go. Were those ghosts? The British did are we, coming. The British are coming. Did we just see some fucking ghosts we go by the window? Been. Oh man, I got a lot of reevaluating in my life to do right now. <laughs> All right. Anyways, let's go to current hole, but not my bottom bitch and wrap this up. It's okay. Okay, here we are. Last part of the episode. And here we're going to talk about current hole, but not my bottom bitch. Essentially, the other things that we're doing. 
Uh, as always, uh, you're not going to hear a lot of Armada content here. Probably sometimes we slip things in. We'll go back and shit we forgot to talk about earlier. Which one thing I thought about is we talked about Rebellion in the Rim and we totally glossed over the whole fact that it's an entire new campaign. Like it's a massive, it's like I was reading in the book. I'm like, holy fuck, like half the book is about this new campaign and like what it does and shit. I haven't read any of we're this. We're gonna yet. do one, and uh, we're gonna do one and cover it for the listeners, right? Yes, oh, yeah. yeah, we're we're I doing know, a we're podcast totally. one. We're just bringing in. We just need to bring a sixth in, right? Because it's three on three. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we we you know what we'll keep that as a surprise. You guys will see, and we'll probably try to stream those games too. I think we're gonna try to get into more streaming, but that's gonna be really. We have all the stuff for it. The yeah. thing We don't have is like the availability. The availability and time. Those are our main. Um, uh, hurdles that we deal with here at the Outer Rim job. Availability and time. <laughs> There's too many games and too, too many real life responsibilities. Yeah, exactly. Different work schedules. And work schedules. All those sorts of things. And allergies. <laughs> and allergies. <laughs> Sometimes you clean a garage out and you get sick. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> Did you see that garage though? <laughs> I mean, if anybody's, if, if anything's going to make a, a garage is going to make anybody sick, it was probably that garage. Yeah. Yeah, I'd believe it. Yeah. It's legit. So, all right. Um, let's just go. Okay, Brian, we'll start with you. Talk about your Gen Con other than, um, like, what else did you do besides uh, Armada? All so, that shit? I did um, Song of Ice Fire. Mm-hmm. I did one of the tournaments the day after Armada. At four o'clock. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so my first game, I won really big. Um, I don't know if the guy that I played was like just new to the game or was bad at it. Um, like I wasn't trying to be a dick. He was kind of doing some things that were a little weird. Like I, I don't want to say he was cheating. Oh, I remember now because yeah, I was on the table next yeah, to you guys. I, I don't want to get like too into it. But um, I asked him, I was like, are you new to this game? And he's like, no. And I was like, well, you don't know the fucking rules. Like, <laughs> right. Like, you keep breaking them. Um, but, like, I I beat his ass, so I, I didn't say shit or anything yeah. like that, you know. Um, and then I don't know what happened from, like, my next game, but then I just played like an idiot, and I lost the game. And the guy I played against, he also did well. So, like, him playing well and me playing poorly – made me look like it was my first game. Yeah, it really compounded it. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, I think it was Dance of Dragons was the game mode that we played. If it was the second game, it was because they did not change the format yeah, yeah. the entire time. So And um, I just, I suck at that game mode, I found out. Like, there's just, for whatever reason, I keep doing dumb shit. Like, I'll, uh, I'll take an objective token with a dire wolf. And then I'll have to roll D3 wounds, and then it just kills the guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, why the fuck did I do that? Like, I should have just given it to you for a round instead of losing a whole unit. Yeah. I, was, I was doing shit like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, after that I dropped because uh, they were doing the Game Night 2 kit, which is like Free Folk and Night's Watch stuff, yeah. and I don't run either of those factions. Um, they were giving out a Baratheon starter kit to first place, but I wasn't going to get first place. So I was like, whatever, fuck it, I'm done. Um, and they were trying to talk me into it. Like the guys running the tournament, uh, Gary, I think his name was. Yes. He's a cool dude. Um, yeah, he was like, you can make it to day two. But I was like, I was so fucking tired at that point. 
that I, I needed a day of sleep because I had some uh, some personal bullshit going on um, <laughs> with my friends that I came down with. Uh, just silly shit that we like we had to stay up late and I was tired so I, I dropped and got some sleep instead. Um, and then we did the Legion team game. Yeah, I played with yeah. uh, I played actually Bill and Matt <laughs> um, and Josiah was my teammate and that was pretty cool. Uh, just to touch on that real quick. Uh, Josiah got to use his clones. Yeah, Josiah ran clones and I ran rebels. And mm-hmm. then Bill and Brian both did Imperials. Mm-hmm. They had a double tank list. It was a pretty close game, I would say, yeah. with yeah. everyone here. Uh, we yeah. went to time. And I think if the game would have gone to six rounds, it could have gone either way easily. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, easily. It was uh, the way things ended up being... On the map, um, we played Breakthrough, and it was the deployment where it was like the whole one side of the board, the long side. Uh, battle lines. Battle lines, yeah. yeah. Um, so Josiah and I kind of deployed to our right, and Bill and Matt were pretty even through both sides. So they ended up getting more guys in, the deploy- in our deployment zone um, because I think it was pretty much all of... Matt's forces were like unscathed. <laughs> so essentially it was me yeah, me much. fighting Josiah and right. Brian. <laughs> well, but that was that was our plan though too. So it's not like Matt wasn't trying to engage. Right. It's just essentially we had him shoot up the side of the flank board that you guys vacated to right. score points. And I'm like, and our battle plan is like, I'm just gonna try to hold them as long as I can it with is. with Bosk and my tank and Veers and some troopers and it, right. it worked for the most part. Yeah, yeah. That tank took a lot of fucking fun. Yeah, Dude, that tank took it, a beat. It, it was a fun game. Uh, we got to like abuse some of the mechanics a little bit with um, Kenobi specifically. That got a little silly. Like, that was, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was like we had I think six units that had eight surge tokens a piece. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Because of how some of the things worked. Um, yep. But it, I yeah. guess it didn't really matter because we ended up losing anyway. <laughs> but uh, it, I mean, it was it was fun. You know, you, you play with your buddies, you have a good time. We got some promos for it. And then besides that, I kind of just fucked around in the vendor hall. Um, yeah, the only thing, like I guess, the low light of Gen Con. I did this like weird bridge simulator thing that I'll just talk about <laughs> real quick. I wish you get Dane to talk about that. And too, I, I did it with Dane. <laughs> <laughs> So it was like they had a bunch of different computer terminals set up and each person was supposed to like, like one person was an engineering captain and one person was in charge of... It's essentially like a Star Trek game or some shit, Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, playing like spaceship <coughs> games like Armada and X-Wing and shit like that, like the appeal is there. So we, we get there and the computers are set up and the people running it didn't fucking explain anything. And then like I'm asking the guy, I'm like, I was the engineering captain and I was like in charge of repairing and like bringing up shields or whatever. And I was like, what the fuck do I do? And he's, he'd just go, hold on. And then he'd walk away and not answer my question. <laughs> <laughs> and it was fucking 12 bucks per person oh, fuck to do yeah. this fucking thing. Fuck. So um, if you ever see that bridge simulator thing at Gen Con and you're thinking about it, don't fucking do it. Uh, save your $12, go to the food trucks and, and buy literally anything out there and it will give you more fun. Um, other than that, I mean... You know, you just see you see Gen Con shit at Gen Con, and uh, I don't know. I just just kind of browsed, and that's it. So switch up a little bit. Alpha Matt did not go to Gen Con with us, but um, what what have you been up to, Matt? What what are you doing? Not much. <laughs> um, 
you know, I've been doing, uh, been get, dipping my toe into Song of Ice and Fire a bit, been playing some X Wing, um, board games. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of the game Scythe. I think we've talked about it before a little bit. I played through the, there's a campaign expansion that just came out a little while ago called Rise of Fenris. Pretty badass. Definitely recommend it. Okay. Is that okay. like a campaign where you Been play like, against the game or is it like against other people or what? No, it's against other people. So it's competitive and it all culminates in one big final throwdown. It's like um, Tesla's daughter is in it, right? Or some shit. Yeah. 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 It's pretty cool though. It's, it's kind of got some legacy elements to it where you're revealing stuff over the course of the game, new mechanics that you can use uh, even after you finish the campaign. It's pretty neat design. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, that was Alvin Matt. He's not doing a whole yeah, lot. Yeah, no. that's about it. Not a whole lot. All right, <laughs> Prime. How about you? How was your Gen Con? Oh, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. It was. It seemed crowded. We it was really bit. fucking crowded. I feel like this year. every year it gets worse and worse. It was bad this year, man. Like I, a couple times, I'm just like, fuck this. Like it was I just too say, many though, people. I feel like Thursday and Friday. Were worse than Saturday. It, they were. They absolutely were. Oh, yeah. Usually it's the other way around. And yeah. I don't know if it's just like a reaction of like the crowd from past years. Mm-hmm. You know? But Thursday was nuts. Yeah. yeah. Like Thursday was fucking nuts this year. And I'm just like, where the fuck? Like, how did this happen? Like, once you got to the game hall and you played in your area, it was fine. But like moving anywhere, dude, I didn't, I didn't eat from a single food truck. Yeah. yeah. Not once. I couldn't. Like, I didn't have, I, my fault, I packed too many things in my schedule, but like I never had enough time to stand for 45 minutes in line to get a to get a fucking little snacky treat whatever the fuck they were selling out there. But yeah. Anyway, not to derail your thing. No, yeah. It's it's gotten nuts, but it was it was still a good time. Uh let's see, I so I did Armada and then I did the, the song tournament on Friday mm-hmm. with those guys. I did mm-hmm. I did okay. I did one and I was one and two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We were talking about it a little bit. I'm kind of cooling on song right now. I think I might need to take a break. Because right now it feels, the game feels like it's better to be lucky than good. Personally. It, it is. It, it's kind of there right now. Yeah. Like, but I, I think Brian said I, I also before. feel like it's it's very evident that this is Simon's first effort at a uh, competitive miniatures game. Yeah, definitely. It and, feels and, very, and Brian said it before. It feels like we're beta testing it right now. Yeah, it does. Especially I think the, specs. I think the bones are great, and there's something really good there. It's mm-hmm. just it, it needs work. I definitely agree. Yeah, I definitely agree. Sorry, we're taking a break from that. I'm still painting the minis. That's still fine. I love doing that. Yeah, they're awesome. They're awesome minis. They look great. It's a great universe too. Like, it is. Yeah. Oh yes, Game of Thrones, the shit. Right. I fucking love Game of Thrones. Yeah. So the, the the encouraging part is to is I think Simon is getting there. It's not like they just released the game and they've done nothing to like improve right. it. They, they are they're doing they're actually a doing a lot to improve it and a lot to improve the way things yeah. work. Um, I guess I'll get into it a little bit when I talk, but like um, there, I think you're right, Matt. It, I think a lot of times you get to a, a part in the game where it's just better to be lucky than good. Yeah. Like it just kind of. In certain things you can run where it doesn't matter. Like you'll just you don't really need a whole lot of skill to do it. Yeah, yeah. For certain things. Uh, anyway, what else, what else did you do? Yeah, uh, I did a uh, Game of Thrones board game. 
Did you get to do like the 3D one? No, I didn't. Oh. That one sold out quick. I wasn't able yeah. to get into that. I did, I did just a regular one though. Was it Mother of Dragons at all? It was not Mother of Dragons. No, that was straight booty. Straight <laughs> booty. I'm not interested. We did have six people though, so it was a full table. Okay, that's cool. So we're, you were playing with empty slots. That's good. Yeah, it, it was crazy. It went a lot back and forth. and I remember, I I'll, com- I'll comment on this real quick, because Matt sent us a picture early on in the game, like in our group chat, like, he's Baratheons, and he's clearly, like, smoking everybody. Like, his armies are across the board. <laughs> and then, like, two hours later or whatever, we get a picture, and it's just like, Matt's got, like, two units on Dragonstone. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, everybody's at his doorstep. You can tell he pissed everybody else off. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody turned on him. Yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious that's to see awesome. that, though. <laughs> like, literally, he had, like, a unit and, like, two boats, and then, like, there was armies of, like, Martell and, like, Starks or Lannister, like, right. massive armies right at his doorstep, like, ready to smash him. <laughs> After the picture before that was him just all over the map. Baratheon's always one of the first ones to go. If you're not uh, yeah, careful, yes. Yeah. It's, it's you gotta be real careful. Especially if Targaryen's on the board, and you'll, you can get fucked in the ass from the Targaryens if you're not careful. I'll interject here real quick since we're talking about Game of Thrones. Um, I got the new Game of Thrones Oathbreaker game. Oh, yeah. Which is really cool. It's like a social deduction game. Um, One person's the king, and then everybody else is either loyal to the king or conspiring against them. And the king's job is to, like, figure out who's for and against. And then everybody else, whether you're for or against, your job is either just to, like, create support for the king. And there's, like, a little track. Um, that increases so there's like a white and a black marker so if, if support goes up the white goes up points but if chaos goes up black goes up points right so if you're a loyalist you want the white one up and if you're a conspirator you want the black one up chaos is a letter right and, uh, and, the, and the picture for the conspirators is little finger nice <laughs> and it's all all the art the quality of the game is really cool all the arts from the show um, and the game itself is pretty simple but fun and quick uh, we played that, and um, if you see it, pick it up. If you like social deduction games like Secret Hitler, stuff like that. Oh, we love some secret. We played some Secret Hitler at the at the frat house. Yeah, we had an Airbnb that was essentially a frat house. Yeah, it was actually pretty sweet. It, it reminded me awesome. of yeah. houses back in East Lansing, like it's like yeah. this old house, but nicer. It was like it didn't have like you know doors kicked in and there's shit. Another <laughs> game. Side note between us, there's another game we gotta get. It's called Donner Dinner Party. Okay, <laughs> right. so you're at the Donner Party and you're stranded in the in the mountains, uh-huh. and some people are cannibals, and you have to like go hunting. Uh huh. Um, and the thing is, in the deck of cards where you go hunting, like most of the cards are empty. So the odds of you like getting food, like finding squirrels or deer or something, uh-huh. is really low. So if you don't have enough food to feed everybody, you gotta eat somebody. <laughs> so the cannibals obviously want to eat people, uh-huh. and then the other people just want to live. <laughs> so yeah, it's called Donner Dinner Party, dude. It's fucking sweet. Who made it? Who makes that? Uh, it might be like Breaking Games. It's one of the little. It's a small box game. Yeah. Yeah. Did you pick it up? One of my friends has it. Okay. It's a good party game. Donner and it's right in that line of like Secret Hitler, um, I guess Werewolf slash Mafia. Okay. You know, okay. those are more the classic ones. But yeah, Donner Dinner Party. <laughs> nice. it's, it's fucking funny. I love the I love the title. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, title's doing it for me right now. The Round Trackers like a little cast iron skillet too. <laughs> <laughs> that's sweet. And, uh, that's and there's like a tight. variant where um you can you can play.
play an alternate <laughs> game mode where someone, their secret role is Old Tasty, <laughs> and you want to get eaten. <laughs> so if Old Tasty gets eaten, they're the only one that wins. The cannibals and the survivors. So, <laughs> old Tasty. Dude, it's a good game. Oh, well, what the it's fuck? Really good. And it's right, it's right in that same line of, like, you gotta figure out who the fuck everybody is. Yeah, dude, those, those kinds of games are sweet. Oh, shit. All right, hey, Matt. <laughs> so, anything else about Gen Con? Uh, no, it was a good time. And then, yeah, we played a team game at the end, and... It was a good time. That that put a nice bow on it. That was fun to. It was a nice way to close it out. Just kind of yeah. relaxed and right. Yeah, not have like a stride, like just enjoy. I'll tell you what. Seeing how the clones work, those fucking clones. Those fucking clones are really good, man. They're ridiculous. They're yeah, gonna they be are. a. They're gonna be a fucking problem. Yeah. Especially with Kenobi, like that was sick what they were pulling off, and like they're hard as fuck to kill, man. Yeah, they are. Holy shit! Like me and Matt Prime put a fucking lot of firepower into those shits, and we didn't kill a single squad. We took a lot of. Yeah, minis out, did. but we didn't kill a single yeah. squad. Even you yeah. got one. We got one down to down one to a single guy, but he lived. And he ran. He fucking he took off. He was the running man one too. So yeah, he just he like was. <laughs> he was the running man model, and he just ran across. He ran away. So, I right, uh, well for my Gen Con, um, I I mean I had a good time, but man, you know what? For me this year, I think I scheduled too many things. I feel like this year was the least remarkable of all the years. Yeah. You know, like, uh, it was my least favorite. I still had a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I don't regret going or anything like that. No. But it was the least fun of the four that I've been to. I don't know if it was for me. We had a lot of fun back at the house, like at the okay. at the frat house and shit. Like, we'd, oh, yeah. we were playing games and, like, well, having... I next year, I just need to go to you, you I mean, you really do. You, you have to. It's it's way better. That's what's going to happen. Um we had eight of us in an Airbnb that was essentially a fucking frat house. Like in, you know, it was in Indianapolis, downtown Indy, but like, it was like a 10 minute Uber ride or Lyft ride to the uh, convention center. So it was super, it was close enough for that. Um, Side note, Indy has a bunch of these little fucking scooters, like these motorized scooters. Those are fucking awesome. I got fucking lit up at that like uh, church bar and then like went back on that. I had like, I had the time of my life. (laughs) I was was blown the fuck out. I was just like hauling ass on this scooter and me and Colin were going, Colin fucking biffed it. He fucking, dude, he was bleeding all down his arm and leg. He got wrecked. That's what I heard when I, when I talked to the EMTs, they were like, were you on a scooter? I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, most people were on scooters. (laughs) Oh dude, like you could, oh man, these things went fast too. And they were not like, you had to fucking muscle these things because the, the streets in Indy kind of suck. There's like a lot of potholes and shit. Yeah. So it's like, it's actually like here. So like, hey, hey. but, um, yeah, but that was a ton of fun. The little fucking lime scooters and the the bird scooters or whatever the fuck it was called. Um, but besides that, like I, I packed a ton of shit in my schedule besides Armada. I've already gone over that, but like, um, Thursday I played two different tournaments. Well, it's the same tournament, but two tournaments of Song of Ice and Fire. And that's where I started to see, I've kind of been like, kind of seeing them on the periphery, but there, that's where I saw some really cracks in the game, um, for initially to where... I had a game where I was just, I was beating this guy. I was after him. 
I was doing everything right that I could do. It was against Jon Snow. It was against a fucking Jon Snow list. And going into that now, like the, I've reached a point in the game where if I'm going against a, like a Night's Watch Jon Snow list, I kind of shut start to shut down internally. I'm like, fuck, this is going to be a slog, man. I don't want to do this. This is going to be a real pain in my ass. But I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm in this tournament. I'm going to get up. Let's get this. And I was running my Joffrey list. I ran Joffrey and the High Sparrow were my two separate lists. Um, and I got after Jon Snow with the Kingsguard. I chased him down. like, And it was one of those situations where I had counterplot. I had everything lined up uh, to beat him. And it didn't happen. I, I missed my counterplot roll. And, of course, he has the card to bring him back to life. And that unit never died. And I removed over 20 models from that, that tray. And it never died. To me, that seems a little fucked. Yeah. To do that much to something and to do everything. Like, and I gone over it. Like, I didn't make mistakes. Like, I played it as best I could. Um, and these guys have heard this multiple times. This is the last time I'm going to bitch about this. I've, I've moved on. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get myself well, upset again about it, it but I'm, I'm having a hard time. It's, it's different talking on the podcast about it than talking to us. Yeah, no, I bitched up a storm Saturday and <laughs> Friday. That's for sure. Um, but, like, to do that much, and I did just about everything right you could do to stack that up and make it work, and I still couldn't make it work. So I essentially played as, as well a game as you, you could, and I was still punished for it, so to speak. You know what I mean? That doesn't feel good. That doesn't feel like it's a good game or a good experience or a balanced experience at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I lost to him. I was going to win the tournament, and then I ended up missing the cut. I played that evening. I played one game and then I'm just like, I'm, I'm fucking burnt out. Like I played too much. I'm like, fuck, I gotta, you know, I got, I gotta call it. I'm, I gotta drop. I can't play anymore. And then the next day, the next morning I played Legion. I lost my first game, won my second game. But at that point I'm like, fuck it. You know what? I'm going to go back. I'm going to play the evening Song of Ice Fire tournament. See if I can get in the final cut for Friday or Saturday. And that was the most slogging three rounds of song I've ever played. And despite as much bad luck as you could possibly think of, things not happening, things not going off, I was able to scratch and claw my way to make the final cut for Saturday. And I'm like, all right, things got to turn around here. Like, it's going to be fine. My first two games Saturday were like the worst ever. Like, nothing went my way. You couldn't, it really showed me some serious cracks in the game. Like, if your dice are cold and theirs are hot, like, it swings the game so hard. Yeah. There's like almost no mitigation. Yeah. It's not like Armada where there's defense the tokens. The only way there is is if you charge successfully. To get your rerolls. Besides that, there's no way to reroll anything. So like if you're already engaged. Well, there's a way to reroll to hurt you. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah, no yeah. like benefit. Like especially okay. on defense, there's no beneficial rerolls. Right. To there, help well, you. no, there's there's one. There's there's three offensive rerolls and one defensive reroll. That help you? Yeah, the weekend. That doesn't help you. That hurts you. If makes you re-roll your own defense to hurt you more. Weekend. No, the opponent's weekend, yeah. Or the, yeah, the sword one. Oh, oh, oh yes, yes. Okay, yes. Yeah. You're, you're right. Okay. In that respect, you And then, that, yeah, but that's that's one out of... You have one re-roll potential. Right. Compared to the off attacker's four. Yes. So, yeah, like, the, the problem is if you're engaged, right, um, at the start of the turn and you attack, you have no re-rolls on your attack dice, so you can just whiff on everything. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter if your opponent has a vulnerable, right? Like yeah. If you only hit twice, okay, you're not going to spend a vulnerable token on two dice. No. no. And the point that tipped it for me, and the thing is, too, I didn't make huge mistakes. I was actually making what I, I'm pretty sure were all the correct uh, 
tactical decisions, and it still nothing worked. Yeah. So the instance was, I charged a unit of fucking um, great axes. I apparently can't kill great axes because two games in a row where the the odds were completely against this guy, the both guys, I couldn't kill these great axes. I charged a, a unit of great axes with rerolls, a unit of flayed men, and it smashed into him. Did pretty good damage. But he, uh, and, and it also didn't help that he didn't fail a single panic chest test, even with me putting a bunch of modifiers down. So that's just like, I'm getting fucked, you know, whatever. And then I had an open charge on the same unit in the same round with Knights of Casterly Rock, and he still didn't die. Like, with re- like it was ridiculous. Top of next round, I get to attack again. I set everything up. I attack with the Knights, and they're, they're locked in, the Flayed Men, which who, by the way, with two plus save, Failed a ton of saves. Like it was, it was just going bad. <laughs> I couldn't do anything about it. I still didn't kill those great axes. And then um, another instance where those great axes never died. Yeah. And I removed I don't know how many models from that unit. Yeah, I, I came and hung out with you for a minute for your last game, and you were just like helping your opponent like get more points, and you're like, "Fuck it, I'm I'm done. Just do this, do this. <laughs> like don't don't miss this, so you can kill my guy." Yeah. <laughs> Like if, if I'm gonna fucking lose, you're gonna fucking win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I definitely did that in the second game because it was just like the same thing all over again, where yeah. nothing was going. So I I left with a pretty bad taste in my mouth as far as that goes. I'm over it now, but like the game needs some stuff. It, it needs some more working out here. It, it definitely, especially after this tournament, I really felt like a beta tester more than I yeah. did playing like a polished and finished game in a tournament environment. And I personally would really like for them to have specific tournament kits. Yeah, the prize sport sucked. The prize sport sucked. Game night two. It, unless you got first, which was awesome. Yeah. You got the Baratheon starter. Everything else sucked dick. If you don't play night free folk or, or Night's Watch, you I don't get I think that shit. might be part of the problem is they're working on just doing a ton of factions without sort of refining what there is already. I think they are working on it, though. It's just moving its way there. Yeah. Like, they're totally redoing a lot of the objectives, which might help with some of the dice variants. Because they're talking about ways to make it so, like, you um, contest objectives instead right. of, like, having to just kill somebody or knock them off or yeah. fail a panic chest or panic test or some shit like that. But yeah, we'll see. So all the factions kind of gets to one of my big concerns about the game, which is that CMON kind of has a reputation for dumping a ton of product, like launching stuff early and then just abandoning games. Um, it's yeah. kind of part of their Kickstarter base, I guess. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, if they're, if they're really serious about supporting this going forward. Well, they uh, have because their 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 release schedule is just really rushed. So we'll we'll see what happens, I guess. They haven't dumped it yet, and I feel like if they were gonna dump it, the time to do that has passed. Like like they've had a lot of good exit opportunities, so to yeah. speak. You know. And it is selling like hotcakes. Like the Baratheon starter sold out with a fucking within an hour once the exhibit hall. Like, yeah, people are clamoring for the shit, and I think it's taken off. And and from what I understand, like they've got two years worth of product lined up that they're sending out. Right. So and they're they are making active steps. Like you hear a lot of stuff about the things they're changing. So which I think it's gonna get to a really good place. I'm I'm not too worried about it. It's just kind of. In certain situations and in certain aspects, it kind of sucks right now because, like I said, I feel like I'm beta testing it sometimes. You know what, though? Still better than Rune Wars. 
R.I.P. R.I.P. Runewars. So much Runewars shit at Gen Con. Like, was it last year? Maybe two years ago? Two years ago, I think you, you guys oh you guys God. really dove in. It's, I never touched it. It's sitting in a shoebox upstairs. <laughs> yeah, and that's where it belongs. <laughs> it's hidden away in a fucking shoebox. Did you buy into it, Alpha? Oh, sorry. No, I did not. I uh, just narrowly avoided that time. Yeah, I never felt it because I, I just, when I saw it, like, I'm like, I don't think I like this. I don't know what it was. I think it was maybe like the models or something. I'm just like, I don't, I'm not digging this. And at the same time when it was coming out too, like they were doing the Kickstarter for songs. So I'm like, yeah. I'm doing that. Yeah, it looked like the mechanics were pretty cool, they but were, the IP really just obviously. No, not at all. But it's it's just like generic fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their initiative system was really cool. And I think that would translate well to a bunch of different games, but it probably won't. And it's it's totally dead now. <laughs> oh yeah, they 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 yeah. pulled the plug on that thing. It was on life support as it is, and they totally yeah. pulled the plug on it. When you throw a worlds for your own IP thing, and like I think literally six people showed up for worlds or something. It was like really bad. It was really bad. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, it, it was embarrassing. So, oh well, yeah, move on. Anyway, but the rest of my Gen Con, I had a good time. I did other shit, too. Um, I can't remember what right now. Because, like, you just game all day, be smoked, get back to the frat house, and then just drink all night, and then pass out, and then do it all over again the next day. But, uh, yeah, great time. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. I still go keep going back, but it was busy as fuck this year. Yeah. So. I feel like if there was a year... To take a break, it would be next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knows? We'll, we'll see. Come January, I'll probably be like, fucking check <laughs> Let's do this shit. <laughs> Get juiced, baby. Get juiced. <laughs> so, are you going next year, Alpha? You going to plan on it? or? Yeah, I'm planning on going next year. Yeah, I, I'll be going. I'm definitely going to go back. I'm actually more excited for Adepticon this year. Adepticon was really cool, man. I was sold yeah. on Adepticon. I enjoyed Adepticon. Yeah, I've enjoyed Adepticon every time I've yeah. been. I've been three times and now. I think that's it's probably the thing solid. because it's more miniatures based. Mm-hmm. So there was more shit that I liked versus Gen Con being like board games. Right. So like, like that was the thing. At, at Gen Con, there was like no terrain. There was no. No, nothing yeah. to like help you to help us do all the shit for like Legion and Song and all the things that we did. Right. Yeah. 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 That's true. There was like a single airbrush vendor, and their airbrushes were like three hundred dollars. And I'm oh fuck off! I'm not doing it. I'm not, especially with contrast paints out. Fuck off! Right, like I'm not entering competitions or anything for painting. I just want to get my shit done quick. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of contrast paints, those are fucking awesome. Especially if you're painting song, that shit goes so much. I feel like I'm painting at light speed now. Yeah. It's really awesome. So if you guys are thinking about picking up contrast paints, I can't recommend them more. I think they're great. Especially if you're just doing tabletop quality, and honestly, the contrast paints—they, I think my shit looks better than if the way I was doing it before. So, and it's faster, and like, it's faster, it's way faster. It's like way fucking <laughs> yeah. faster. You knock units out in like a day or two. It's pretty sweet. So, all right, I think we've rambled on enough. That's enough bullshit. Fill your guys' ears. We've had quite a bit of break, but now, um, I won't promise. But we will make an effort to be putting out at least one one a month now for the foreseeable future with all the new stuff coming out. Doing deep dive stuff, trying to get some videos out. But like we said, you know, uh, guys, we got 
we got lives outside of this, and we do our best to get stuff out to you. But, uh, you know, we're going to do the best we can here. Yeah. We but actually have stuff to talk about, though, so. We actually have stuff to talk about, so. And I'm, me personally, I'm going to get a bit, bit deeper back into Armada here and give you guys some better insights and everything like that, so. Uh, all right, I think we're done. Tight, tight, tight. tight, tight. tight, tight, tight let's tight, let's tight. call this bitch. All right, until next time, fuckwads. We'll see you later. Hey, guys. Realize we had a couple more things we wanted to talk about. We want to plug a couple tournaments we got coming up in the area. Uh, first up, we got on August 17th in Gatekeepers in Berkeley. We have a Song of Ice and Fire tournament. I know we talk about it a lot on the show if you guys want to check it out. If you're even up to play, we start at noon then. Uh, on September 21st at Fun for All in Ypsilanti. There's an Armada Sector Fleet 600-point game going on over there. And the big one is uh, the weekend of October 12th in the Lansing area is the Michigan GT. You can look that up. They have their own webpage and stuff. They have Armada, Legion, Song of Ice and Fire, a lot of 40K stuff, some X-Wing stuff. Last year, the Legion was one of the the maximum firepower qualifiers. And I'm sure it's probably going to be again this year. They haven't said officially yet. Um, and I know the prize support was great. I, I did that last year. I also did Armada. It was a fun tournament. Uh, they had great prize support. It's great to see other area players that you don't really get to see. That we don't get to see in Detroit area a whole lot. Uh, and then they're also doing Song for the first time this year too. And that's going to be on the uh, the 13th, I know, that Sunday. So mark your calendars if you're in the area. We'd love to see you all out there. Until next time, we'll catch you later. They see me mowing my front lawn. I know they're all thinking I'm so wide and nerdy. Think I'm just too wide and nerdy. Think I'm just too wide and nerdy. Can't you see I'm wide and nerdy? Look at me, I'm wide and nerdy. I want to Got skills, I'm a champion of D&D MC Escher, that's my favorite MC Keep your 40 out, just have an Earl Grey tea My rims never spin to the contrary You'll find that they're quite stationary All of my action figures are cherry Stephen Hawking's in my library My MySpace page all totally pimped out Got people begging for my top 8 spaces Yo, I know pie to a thousand places Ain't got no grills, but I still wear braces I order all of my sandwiches with mayonnaise I'm a whiz, a minesweeper, I can play for days Once you see my sweet moves, you're gonna stay amazed My fingers moving so fast, I'll set the place ablaze There's no killer rap, I haven't run At Pascal, well I'm number one Do vector calculus just for fun. I ain't got a gap, but I got a soldering gun. What? Happy Days is my favorite theme song. I can sure kick your butt in a game of ping pong. I'll ace any trivia quiz you bring on. I'm fluent in JavaScript as well as Klingon. Here's the part I sing on. see me roll on my Segway. I know in my heart they think I'm white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Can't you see I'm white and nerdy? Look at me, I'm white and nerdy. I like to roll with the gangsters. Although it's apparent I'm too white and I'm just too white and nerdy. I'm just too white and nerdy. How'd I get so white and nerdy? I've been browsing and
expecting X-Men comics, you know I collect them The pins in my pocket, I must protect them My ergonomic keyboard never leaves me bored Shopping online for deals on some writable media I edit Wikipedia I memorize Holy Grail really well I can recite it right now and have you R-O-T-F-L-O-L I got a business doing websites While my friends need some code, who do they call? I do HTML for them all Even made a homepage for my doll Yo, I got myself a fanny pack They were having a sale down at the Gap Spend my nights with a roll of bubble wrap Pop, pop, hope no one sees me getting freaky I'm nerdy and the extreme and wider than sour cream I was in a V club and glee club and even the chess team Only question I ever thought was hard What do I like Kirk or do I like Picard? Spend every weekend at the Renaissance Fair Got my name on my underwear They see me strolling They laughing And rolling their eyes cause I'm so wide and nerdy Just because I'm white and nerdy Just because I'm white and nerdy All because I'm white and nerdy We need the sound bites too, though. We do need the sound bites, yeah. All right. See if I get the dog barking. <laughs> Should be easy. She's a good girl, though. Who's here? Whoa. Yeah, go, go. <laughs> 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 All right, lay down. All right, Matt, you count right. out.